0: Hey guys, you are listening to the Rima Travel Podcast, which brings the message of Jesus Christ to the lost all across the globe. Today's speaker is Reverend Dr. Edmund Saki Brown, Head Pastor and Founder of How to Solution Moheim and the Road, Germany. Hope you enjoy the message. In life, God would bring people and these people carry the answers to some of the challenges you may face on your way, on your journey. Every person God brings into your life has an assignment in your life. Either they are coming up to help you solve a problem, or they're coming up to open your eyes to see what you must do in order for you to become what God wants you to be. Everybody who comes into your life has an assignment. Are you following me still until now? Uh, how many of you have doctors, your GPs? Uh, what they call house art. Do you have a house art? Uh, we always seem to have house art. Okay, Whatever it is, whether it's a male or female, don't worry about that. How many of you have um, a lawyer you go to when you have a problem? Okay. How many of you also um, currently, as you are married, you have a husband or a wife? Okay. Good. Now, these individuals are in your life. They all play different roles. Are you understanding me? When you have a legal case, you don't go to your architect, do you? Because he can't help you. But you have an architect. When you need to do something with your house, you go to him because he's in your heart to solve that problem. He's in your life to take care of that problem. When you have a medical issue, you go to your doctor because that's what he's in your life for. Uh, legal issue, you go to your lawyer. Are you understanding me? And you learn to respect all of them and accommodate all of them in your life because whatever they do in your life is significant and relevant as to when and how. Are you okay? So any human being that comes into your life, for you to be able to relate to the person well, you have to define what assignment is this person coming to fulfill in my life. any person. And if you do so, it affects the way you relate to the person. Because trust me, if you're a lady over here and your house doctor, your GP is a man, he cannot fulfill <laughs> the role of a husband for you. There's a need in your life that your husband is the only one who can meet. So although your, your general practitioner is a man, you can't ask him to fulfill that meet. Can you do that? No, that's not his purpose in coming into your life. So you relate to your GP, but you relate to him in the context of your medical issues. Other issues is not his business. Does it mean he's not relevant? No, he is. But when it comes to matters of your health. So you have to understand that every single person that comes into your life is important. You treat people the way you treat them because you don't even know the assignment for which they were sent into your life. Everyone that comes has an assignment. And we are very grateful that we have a pastor in our lives who has an assignment to fulfill in our lives. And people come along, they make our life better. I have concluded based on my own findings. And as such, I've coined a philosophy by saying that every human being is good. Why? Even those that you call bad, you can keep them and use them as a bad example. (laughs) so well at least at least it helps you to have a reference to tell people don't be like that one it's not good amen so whatever that is praise God if you come to a place where you can approach life with this perspective you will always win you always have the joy you need you always have the peace of mind you need and your life will progress. We are grateful for Pastor's life. We've known each other you way, know, way, way, way back there. We, we enjoy a wonderful fellowship, a wonderful relationship. And I think that for many of you over here, it should be a significant thing for you as an example to follow that you can enter into a place and stay. I, I know I'm making you stand, but very soon you'll be sitting and I'll be standing. So let's share, let's share the pain for a while now, Okay. All right, so we'll share the pain a while. But watch this. Whilst I am in this neighborhood, this is to tell you that you can enter into a relationship either with God or with the church or with whoever, and you can stay permanent and constant. It implies. And uh, we live in a nanotechnology 5G world, eh? Uh, we're in a nanotechnology 5G world now. You know things are fast. Um, even in the universities over here, people are not using blackboard anymore to be writing <laughs> all stuff. But um, that everybody would say that um, if I try this and it doesn't work, I leave it. I go to the next and I try that, and um, and people will move on to. Look at human beings as disposable cups and plates. You know? Uh, when you have a disposable cup, when you finish using it, what do you do? You dispose of it and move to the next. No, you don't treat human beings like that. <laughs> you don't treat human beings like that. Uh, tell somebody, I'm not a disposable cup, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm not a dis- disposable plate. Amen. Well, but that's the fast world we live in, and we treat people like that. You've got to be consistent and constant. Are we okay? Are we okay? Yes. Well, I'm going to the church because I have a need. You are using the church as a disposable cup. Because when you meet your need, you disappear. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? So everybody that comes into your life, define the assignment of the person. And we're grateful that he has played many roles, fulfilled many assignments. He's helped our lives, helped our ministry, and still do it. And we thank God for him. Uh, I wish we can do more for him than we have done so far. But God will help us, be able to let him be what God has made him to be. So we appreciate you, sir. He's a good man. He's, he's a wonderful man. Is a man you can trust. You can trust him, definitely. Uh, somebody who loves God. He didn't start loving God in Germany. He loved God before he came to Germany. So he's not, he's not, he's not chechy because of Germany. He's not chechy because he's looking for, you know, like people say, for money or for something. No, he loved God before you were born. Some of you weren't born when he started loving God. He's a born-again believer way, 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 way back in the 70s. And this young man has grown and developed, experienced a lot of things. And if you still love God today, then you could tell that he has some level of resilience and tenacity to pull through even when things are not in his favor. Amen. Amen. And you always want to be with an experienced person. Oh yeah, if you're looking for a lawyer, you look for an experienced lawyer. If you're looking for a doctor to operate on your body, look for an experienced doctor. All right? That's a very simple thing to do. So if you are looking for a pastor, you look for an experienced pastor. How many of you want to marry a novice husband? Huh? You see, nobody raises his hand and say, my husband, I don't want you to be a novice man, man. You know how to handle a woman before you come to me, okay? So all of you young girls, any man who proposes to you, first look at his profile. What experience has he got in handling women been, especially females? Ah. Huh? Let him give you some references. Amen.
1: <laughs>
0: because everybody want an experienced person. Are you okay? Are you okay? So we're grateful we are in this church. And for some of us, I don't know about you, but for some of us, we are in this church forever. Amen. I saw those who didn't say amen. <laughs> I just, I just saw, I saw those who didn't say amen. I have marked your face, <laughs> but you see, someone say, "How can that be possible?" Trust me, it's possible. I got born again. I think seventy nine, yeah, nineteen seventy nine. Um, before Rollins conducted his his um, June Fourth Revolution, I was already born again, and I remember very well that at that time, up to now, I joined one church, Calvary Baptist Church. I never left our church. One church I joined. When I got born again, I stayed in one church. When I travel over here as a missionary, I just decided not to run the church as Baptist because denomination divides. That's why we have this ministry and fellowship going. But I still have alliance with the Baptist. As even I'm here, I belong to the Baptist Pastors Association. I go to their meeting and their prayer meeting. So you see, I joined one church. One. And I stayed in that church and I'm here today. Who told you that you can't be in the church permanently? You can. You can. In fact, it even shows how disciplined and consistent you are in life. Watch me. When you walk up, and this this statement I'm making, I'm not making it derogatively against anybody, but I'm using it as an example. All right? When somebody walks up to you and says, This is my fifth husband, and I'm not even sure if I'm staying. Well, this is my fifth wife eh? and he wants to propose to you I just left my fifth wife and, and please will you marry me what would you say to the person you say oh welcome into my boat please the Lord have a seat for you is that what you're going to say why because he's not consistent changing 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 is not helping there's something wrong somewhere so when you look at when I look at someone who is consistent it gives me the right to relate it gives me an assurance are you okay Are you okay with me? I have too much to say. I will run out of time, but not out of words. (laughs) And I don't want to excite you. I want to teach you. I like to deposit principles in you. That's what I do. I don't teach and preach to tell you what I know, but to meet a need in your life. Amen. So, Pastor, we thank you and we appreciate you. All this goes to show that at this state of this ministry, I was telling pastor, we got to look for our own property. We are tired with squatting. Hmm? We want to get a place on our own whereby we can visit, enter and operate anytime we believe God is asking us to do something. We don't always need to ask permission. We cannot have an online prayer meeting to generate power to combat the demonic forces. If somebody is demonically oppressed or suppressed or harassed, we don't have a place in this area to take him, to pray for him. If we try that in our living room, we'll be ejected. We'll be told that, come on, you're making noise. The police will be called and suddenly we lose our property, our home. But if we have a place that we can cast demons and heal the sick and, and perform all that God, hallelujah, put in us. Listen, gentlemen, that's the good thing. Amen. For every one of us, God has given us a territory. And until you start possessing land and buildings and place, you haven't started living yet. You're surviving. But we have to believe God that we found our own place. Because God didn't create you without giving you a piece of land. Otherwise, he won't create you if the land is already occupied. Why should he create a human being to become a stranger in a land and doesn't have a place? The fact that you were created by God and placed you on the earth, there's a piece of land somewhere for you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Amen. So when he says occupy to I come, what is he talking about? Find your territory, occupy. So we're going to pray two minutes. And I know you're saying two minutes is not enough. We should pray more. Give me fire, and let me put your hand in it, and wait for two minutes, and see how long it takes. Yeah, if you tell me two minutes is not long enough to pray for that, I'll put fire here and put your hand in it for two minutes, and see how long it is. So let's pray for two minutes that God will give us a property. And I prophetically, I prophetically speak that all of us who conceive this, oh yes, it shall not be for any man; it's been for God and for you. Amen. Pray. Pray, God, give us our place. We take our place wherever it is. Every location that there's a place for us. Open our eyes. Lead us. Direct us by your spirit to find a place. A place where men and women will come to worship. Praise and honor you, Lord. We pray. Help us. Help us, Father. Open our eyes to see. Lord, Jacob said, God has been in this place all this time. And I never knew that God was there. And I pray that you help me. Help us, Father. In the name of Jesus, to be able to access that, Lord. Oh, praise your name, Oh, pray Kabahanda. Let my eyes be open. Let my spirit be open. Let the grace abound in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray
1: that things will be different in my life. That things will change in a different dimension. Oh, Labahataya. Pray, 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 pray. La bosseka tala baba baba sanderebe ya baba ya baba ndilibe ya baba ndili ya baba ndilibe ya baba baba ya baba ndilibe baba ya baba baba he baba la baba la baba baba he baba la basena la baba in the name of jesus in the name of jesus ya baba ndilibe ya baba ndilibeka oh god of heaven baba 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 Roba bandili be calabasan In the name of Jesus. La Cotella Baba diribia. Roba bandili be abandon diribi sibo la In the mighty name of Jesus. La Bobo Bobosa. La Mandilibe Ababa handili bea baba. Oh Lord, we worship. Oh Lord, we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Father. And shall we pray, Heavenly Father, in the
0: mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for the goodness that we enjoy in you. This day as we come, we pray for a place of worship for Rima Chapel. We pray that, Lord, you will f- lead us to find it. Wherever that is in this city, help us to find it, Lord. In the name of Jesus and everyone say, Amen. Give somebody a high five and take your seat. Amen. Well, please be seated in the presence of God. Um, It's good to have you all today. I am grateful that God gave me the opportunity to speak to you. I have a lot of books. I think I have close to 30 books now, 30 books. And i like you to buy them. They're all good books. Amen. If a tree is good, its fruit definitely must be good. The books are scripture-based. Amen. If you want to be wise, you read from wise people. Alright. You like to follow people in life. Follow those who knows what they're doing and where they're going to. Amen. So, the books are good. I wouldn't spend all the time to do that. I'm conscious of the time. Um, I'm just going to tell you, this is one of my newest book, New Christian Relatives, Know Who You Are in Christ. It's a powerful book that would help you uh, apply some of the truth in Scripture to transform your life. Uh, Principle for Rising Up, I have a book on the I Am Factor. All the names that were given to God, all the names that we call God were given to Him by men. Jehovah Jireh was given to God by who? Abraham. Jehovah Nisi was given to God by Moses. He called God Jehovah Nisi. All the names. Almost every name you find in the Bible is men gave to God based on their encounter. I begin my preaching. Don't think I'm going to start preaching. I have started. So when God, when God, when God appeared to Moses, he said, now this is Jehovah Nisi," Because they won a victory, all right, in Raphidim. When the Amalekites came to attack him. So he said Jehovah Nisi. That means Jehovah Nisi, he got our banner. Why? Because he gave us a victory. Jehovah Jarai is based on Abraham's encounter with God. He was about to slay his son. And God said, don't worry. This is a lamb. Take it. He said Jehovah Jarai. Every one of those names. And that's very true about life. Because you see, every song you sing is because of the victory that has occurred. Or the failure that you are in. Your song determines your state. The Bible says that when the Lord turned away our captivity, then there was a song in our mouth and a laughter in our heart. Why? Because our captivity has been turned. Prior to that, they said that, and the, our captives came to ask us to sing them a song. And they said, We cannot sing a song. We can't sing the Lord's song in Babylon, in captivity. So the song you sing. It's an expression of your state. Are you understanding me? Well, way back in Africa, when you hear some song being sung, you know somebody's dead in that house. And the funeral is taking place. When you hear some song, you know somebody's having a wedding or a party. The song depicts the state of a people. So when I hear the kind of song you sing in your home, I know the kind of encounter you have had with God. Your song reveals your relationship. And especially your song about God. Uh, how many of you like singing this song? God will make a way. Well, it's it's a revelation of somebody that you're singing. You are bigger than what people say. It's a relationship, it's a, it's a revelation of somebody. He or she had an encounter with God, and people. People thought nothing was going to come up, but God showed himself bigger than what people said. So he got a song. Some of you, what you have done, are you just copy and paste. That's all. You really don't understand what you're doing. And, and many of us do so even in quoting of scriptures. We quote scriptures and we say things without fully understanding the magnitude and the meaning and the capacity of that scripture we quote. Because we heard somebody quote it and it sounds very nice so we also quote it. Now, those things are revelation of people. Am I okay with you? Mm? Like the song the choir was singing. You are great, you are great, you are great and all those songs the choir was singing. It's somebody's revelation of God. So do you have your own song? You've sung a lot of people's song, but where is your song? I'm not just talking about literal song you write yourself, but your life itself must be a melody, a song that people can tell that God is doing something in your life. What melody are you singing? When you ask somebody who's married, how is life? and he say, Hmm, he's singing a bar song. <laughs> it's just a bar song that things are not good at home. Amen. <laughs> talk a little bit more how is it how is it in Germany we are managing that's your song that's your song it's a song you sing but if your song resonates to us in context of victory we know something good is happening to you Now, many of us we have covered our situation up by grace how are you doing by grace by grace pastor we are managing Stop managing and start leaving. You have become a manager in every segment of your life. <laughs> you know what? Stop being a manager and become a CEO. <laughs> lead your own life. CEO, they lead companies. Managers manage the company. <laughs> All right. So then, what, what, what? I'm just trying to teach you something. I'll come back to my point. I haven't forgotten. But you have to get to a place where you get to understand. That you cannot know God beyond your experience. You can't. So every name given to God is because of the experience they have. Prove it. Scripture says that. And so Moses said in Exodus chapter 3. When God appeared to Moses in his power and in his glory. The Bible says that Moses said. When I go to tell these people that the God has appeared to me. And he's saying we are living slavery. 40 years or 400 years, I beg your pardon, 400 years of slavery is over. It's time to go get the booty. We are getting out of this place. Now, mind you, for 400 years living in the place, generations have come and gone, and they are now used to a particular culture, the culture of slavery, the culture of backwardness, the culture the culture that you are the least among the nation, a culture that just confines you to a little place called Call what? Geshon. You live in a nation, but all you can stay is Geshon. They are used to that. They are used to being slaves. They are used to hard work before you eat. And Moses come up and say, wow, we are just going to leave this thing and we're going to be on our own. We're going to be masters of our lives. We are going to be the architects of our life. We are going to be those who are going to determine what we eat, when we eat, how we eat, what we wear, where we sleep, how we dance, how we sing, all that. We will determine them by ourselves. Hallelujah. So it's like a liberation song that Moses brought to the people. Free and free forever. We are just about to get it. It didn't click because for 400 years we are used to this. What are you talking about? We never dream about something like that. And so Moses knew the people that are going to rebel and people are going to fight. And he wants to make sure he presents a good case. A good case so the people can believe him. His argument has to be accurate and intact and authentic for the people to believe. So he said, God, please, when they ask me, which God told you, which name should I tell them? God looked at him and he said, well, tell him that I am that I am. Just tell my name is I am that I am. If you closely check that scripture from Exodus three fourteen going down, he says, and this name shall be a memorial forever. This name is this name I am that I am will never be erased. Shall be a name forever, a memorial. Now why? The only name that God choose for himself, that God introduce himself with is I am that I am. So that's the name. And watch this. He says, I am that I am. And I call it the I am factor. So God said, I'm not going to tell you I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm not going to tell you I'm Jehovah Nisi. I'm not going to tell you I'm Jehovah Rapha. That's a limited version of God. It's a limited version of God. Because you're trying to tell me you are Jehovah Rafa. That means I'm, I'm the healer only. You say I'm Jehovah Rafa. So the segment of God that we have is fragmented fragmentated knowledge. Many of us are living like that. Our knowledge with God is fragmented. Amen. So somehow we are limited in our approach to God and the things of God and to life in general. God said I am. That means if you need healing, I am. Your healing. If you need deliverance, I am your deliverance. If you need knowledge, I am your knowledge. I know you're saying, I'm your knowledge. Yeah. There's something I call Holy Ghost intelligence. (laughs) I lay hands on my daughter very often and I say, receive Holy Ghost intelligence. Receive Holy Ghost intelligence. This head may be small, but let what is inside be bigger than the world. Receive Holy Ghost intelligence. Yeah, yeah lay hands and I look at her and say you are ten times better than the Gentiles Amen. Amen. if you have Holy Ghost assistant, come on my Lord my King there's something that works in your inside that causes you to overcome that which is on the outside because my little children Don't be afraid of them because you have what? Overcome them. Why? For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There's something inside you that gives you the ability to be greater than that which is outside. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. John 5.4 The scripture explicitly tells us that God reveals himself in that manner so that the man will know that God is everything to him anytime, anywhere, in any condition. I am that I am. You need money, I am. You need knowledge, I am. You need wisdom. Everything you need, I am. So your full dependence should be on me. Hmm. Are you following me? And God became everything they needed. I praise God when Jesus came, he continued the I am factor. I'm the bread of life. <laughs> Jesus continued. He said, I am. I'm the deliverer. He said, Jesus said, I am. I'm the good shepherd. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. All the I am, Jesus said, came to pass. None of the things he said never manifested. Everything he said, I am him, came into manifestation. Am I helping somebody? And when Jesus died and went away, now God said, "It's the turn of you and I to use the I am factor." Why? Let the redeemed say, "So." Let the redeemed say, "So." And what should they say? "I am redeemed out of the hands of the enemy." Check some. Check check some. One hundred seven, verse one and two. It's written there. Now why? Because now the Father began the I am factor. Jesus, the Son, came and used it. Now you are His turn. The church is the body of Christ. The church is not the body of Jesus. Because Christ is the spirit. Jesus is the body. The body cannot function without the spirit. God was sending the Messiah, which was the Christ, the spirit. But there has to be a body. Why? Because the earth was to receive it. So Mary provided the earth the earthly the body but the spirit in that body didn't come from mary it came from god do you remember he said the spirit of the lord shall overshadow you and that which is conceived shall be called the holy thing he mentioned the name but watch this it's the earth that must receive it and therefore the body must be provided for the earth to receive that spirit when jesus died and he 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 resurrected listen he didn't take the flesh. The Jesus, that Jesus' body did not go to heaven. No. That which went to heaven is not the body. It's not the body. The body rotting. Of course. The spirit went. He has to present himself. And now he says, okay, we still need the body of Christ on earth to function. Otherwise, everything would cease. So he has to now send the Holy Spirit. And so we are told in the book of Romans chapter 10, he who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. <laughs> so he sends the spirit into us. So now we are the body of one, Christ. We are the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. That means without that body, Christ can operate. So if you are a body of Christ, it's our turn to operate like him. I am factor. So every day you wake up, let the, let the redeem of the Lord say, I am redeemed. I don't know why I'm spending too much time with it, but I think somebody needed that. Say, I will learn to use the I am factor. Joel chapter 3 and the verse number 10, I, I believe. It said, you know, work on your plum shed and all that and cut your whatever your your swords and stuff. But the latter part of that scripture says, and let the weak say. I told you a Bible student. Let the weak say. Now that's the Bible. That's the scripture. If you have your Bible, you open, you see. God was instructing the people, his people, and tell them that let everyone who is weak say. In other words, if you are weak, don't say. Oh, this is a simple calculation. This is this one plus one is equal to all the time. One plus one is two in Germany. One plus one, is two in Africa. Huh. It doesn't change where you are. If you go to America, one plus one is what? It's two. Just that the way they pronounce it is different. Instead of saying pita, they say pira. What is pira? <laughs> <laughs> they do that to camouflage that, but I don't worry about that. Amen? <laughs> say, it, say it the way it is. It's pita. It's not pira, pira. What oh, is pira, pira? you have no idea but anyway anyway. and so he says "Let, let the weak say that's the I am factor why? because if you are weak and you say you are weak, weakness follows you because what he says whatever you say you shall have what you say. That's what the scripture say. Check check the book of Mark eleven, verse twenty two to the end. It tells you if you shall speak to this man and shall not doubt that it should move. Yeah, it will move because whatsoever you say, you shall what have whatsoever you say. If you don't, know. so the principle is if you keep saying I am broke, I am dumb, I am this, it will follow you. You know why Germans are still strong, and people fear that Germans are strong. Everywhere in the world I go, when they hear I'm from Germany, they know, wow, they're strong. They're strong when it comes to caste. They're strong when it comes to this. So You know why? And when it comes to law, whoa, they're strong. They're strong. Because they've said it over and over. Toi, trick is this. It's not. Right. Everybody, everybody, everybody believes they're strong. And they say it too. Don't you go to the foreign office, you're talking in it, do it, and they say, you have to know you're in Germany. They don't tell you that. They can tell you, you know you're in Germany. So you bring the papers. If you don't bring the papers, we wouldn't do it. It's not like Africa that you go and, and use brown envelope and get things going. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> am I teaching you? They speak it. And the whole world, we know they are strong. We have believed they are strong. And so when we are relating to them, we relate to them carefully. You got to prepare yourself before you appear there. If you appear there unprepared, you're in trouble. It's not going to be an indictment on your personality per se, but it will reveal your weakness in terms of preparation and how ignorant you are and until you become ignoramus. Sure. Even by the time you're walking there, your work alone reveals that this one doesn't have the requirement. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't have the crime. The way he's walking, it's a revelation that he doesn't have the requirement. So without you telling your story, they have already rejected your application. I pray in Jesus' name that you understand the I am factor. And when the weak say, I am strong, he becomes strong. And I explain that in a minute and then I'll shift over to what I'm going to talk to you about today. But watch this. When the weak say, I am strong, what he's doing is not confessing, he's prophesying. Sure. Confession is a statement of truth based on scripture. That's confession. So in context of declaration, we have prophetic declaration and we have what we call confession. Now, when I say I am redeemed, I'm not prophesying because I am redeemed. It has already happened. I'm just making a statement of truth based on scripture that solidifies my position that empowers me to know who I am and where I am that's important because I'll be attacked by the enemy and listen and gentlemen what the devil is after is not your money but your faith <laughs> Satan cares about your money if you think he's interested in your money then you're making a big mistake because he has a lot of people who have money in his kingdom <laughs> Oh really. The devil is not after your money, it's not after your house, he's not after all those stuff. Even he's not after your health. No. The devil have a lot of sick people in his camp. <laughs> you don't know that? No, no, sit down and think back. And let the Holy Ghost give you revelation about why you should stand firm and maintain your confession that I am redeemed, I am the head and not the tail. I belong to the kingdom of God, and no weapon formed against me shall prosper, because every every form of every form of attack shall not prosper, because my heritage and my righteousness is of the Lord. You can stand and say, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green passes Why? Because you move you move yourself into a place of. Solidification in your truth. Amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid of? You can stand and say some 121, verse 1 to 8. I lift up my eyes unto the hill. From where cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. He will not suffer my feet to be moved. Behold, he that keepeth Israel will not slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper, the Lord is my shade, the Lord is my strength. The Lord will keep me from going out and coming back from this day forth and forever. More why? Because my confession solidifies my position in Christ. But prophecy is a statement of destiny based on the atmosphere. When the anointing moves, based on the anointing in the atmosphere, you prophesy. You can create that environment in your own home and prophesy to yourself. I look into the mirror very often, and I prophesy to that image. Amen. As a Edmund, you are one of the best, you are great, you are powerful, you conquer this nation, you will take nations for God. I speak that because prophecy, is a statement of destiny is a future which is not yet present but you're calling the future into your present your prophetic declaration draws the future into your presence so he says when you are weak that is your present state don't say it strong is your future state say that even in time of your weakness that's a very simple truth we have been taught by that scripture so those who do not know how to make prophetic declaration do not know how to draw their future into their present state. I made a statement some time ago. I said, "Buy your future in your present by your prophetic declaration. Why is it that a child is born and they speak prophetically upon them and they grow up to become? You look at Numbers chapter 6. It says, every child, you bring them, speak this over the children of Israel. The Lord bless you, keep you, blah, 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 all that. And then God says, after you are finished, and I will bless them. You speak, but I will do the blessing. So who is the speaker? I. Who is the blesser? God. Why are you not speaking? He says, speak. So speak over them. When you finish speaking, I will do the blessing. So let the weak say, let the sick say, let the poor say, let a shy say uh, it's a very simple thing don't walk about and say I don't have a husband no you are single, refuse to claim it claim something else See now you are quiet, it's difficult because now it's going to your skin <laughs> that's true it's true I started praying for my wife and my children way back in Africa I remember 1986, 87, 88. I was praying for my wife and children. They think I was crazy. I wasn't because I could see myself married. I could see myself having children. I could see myself in the future. I spoke the things I want to see. Yes. Are you following me? Prophecy is a statement of destiny. This nation, this nation will be transformed by our prophetic declarations. Oh yeah. We can change destinies of nations by prophetic declaration. Yeah. That is why you should you should be mindful of what you say. You know why the church we've suffered a lot, say we keep saying it's hard in Germany to win a soul. It's hard for church to grow in Germany. Doing church in Germany is not easy. How many of you have been caught in that web? Is it like you are not being honest? You are not raising your hands? You are not even saying yes? But you do it all the time. German people are hard to reach. German people are difficult. And we have said that all the time. Now it's a cliche. It's our own way of living. It's part of our culture. So even when we go on evangelism, we see German, we baptize them. We don't even invite them. We are inviting only people we think will listen to us. You have no idea what I'm teaching you. But every one of us here should rise up and tell himself the future For this country, is intact. We must unfold it. We must unfold it by the things we speak and declare. Amen. Amen. Did I hear amen? Amen? You know why some of you are running away from Germany to America and Britain and Canada and all those places? They're just waiting to get the German passport and disappear. That's what many people are waiting for because they've been told it's good over there, and here it's very difficult difficult to do this, difficult to do that, difficult those kind of prophecies has come upon you. And everybody is saying that's difficult. Who told you it's difficult? If I start opening the catalog of people who are very successful here and they're also foreigners, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. The books you are reading are wrong books. <laughs> you look for the right books and read them, you change. You see a history and a catalog of great things happening through individuals. Who are here and breaking through and doing great things and mighty things. You can do it too. You can also do it. I said, You can one. I said, You can won. You can one. You can win a soul on the street and disciple them for Jesus Christ. You can do it. You can establish a company. You can do it. Oh yes, you can do it. You can establish your music school. You can establish a factory. You can establish that. You can come up with your own products. You can do that. It's so possible to do that in this country. Because the Bible said that every place, the sole of your future step, I've given it to you for your everlasting possession. That means everything that will establish me in this nature, I'm capable of making it happen. Make up on making it happen. And we can do that. Because, you see, when we are talking about the glory of God, some of you are thinking about the six, six inches light they put on the head of Jesus when they draw him. And all these pieces like Jesus. Jesus didn't look like all these pictures. Don't be deceived. This thing about Jesus you are seeing here, forget it. This is not Jesus. Uh-uh. Is, is that how Jesus look like? Uh-uh. So, so, so when we walk about, when we walk about and we are believing for the glory, we are, we are just looking for the six inches light that they have put on the head of Jesus when they draw him. And some of us are even so, oh God, help me not use that word. Mm. We are so ignorant enough that we worship that picture. I know people when they are praying, they are holding the, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And the angels are saying, say, Olua. Olu, Olujenje. Find a dictionary. This word is in the dictionary. Just that you have not come across it. But go into the dictionary. You'll find this word somewhere hidden. I understand what I'm saying. But we are talking about the expression of God in the life of a man. Now let me pull you into that. Let me pull you into that. Let me pull you into that. Let's take for instance, that's your son. okay? That's your son. And your son walks up there on the stage with a platform of tens of thousands. And your son... Give us a very wonderful presentation, whether in music, whether in poetry, whether in drama, whatever the guy did, he has brought glory to you, isn't it? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. His display of such ability and such characteristics and such product brings glory to you. So when we're talking about the glory of God manifesting in our life, we are not just talking about the goose pimples that comes upon us when we are in church, but we are talking about the product that comes out of our life after church. (laughs) <laughs> what comes in our life after church you know what brings glory to God when you used to be a drunkard when you used to be a chain smoker and right now your life is completely different you you, you, you can go around drugs but you are not attracted you can go around smoke but you are not attracted you can go around alcohol but you are not attracted better still you are even taking people who are in that thing and transforming their life That the whole world will see. wow, once an addict, now he's removing people from addict. You know what you're doing? You know what you're doing? You are glorifying God. Why? Because that which the government couldn't do, that which the the therapist and psychiatrist couldn't do, God has done that in your life and you are transferring that into society. This is what we are talking about, the glory of God. People look at us and say, Wow. God get glorified. God get glorified. And as much as we do this, what we are actually implying is that this glory is covering every place we find ourselves. Every place we find ourselves. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So God has that ability to make it happen. But you know what? He put that in you expecting you to manifest on earth. Do you know why God is not going to confront any human being personally? You know why? I'm telling you. Even if you're a worse sinner, God won't confront you personally. He has to send somebody. He needs a human conduit. Like you and I. Say, you know why? You know what sin is? Let's do a little literature here. In literature, we are taught how to comprise a truth and give a phrase to it. So we read the whole thing and then we summarize it and be able to tell what that is. Is that not so? I don't, don't act like you've never been to school. Come on. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's do that. What, what's sin? Sin is darkness, in short. So anytime the Bible describes sin, what does he portray? Dark and evil. Okay, so if the man is in the state of sin, which state is the man in? Darkness. All right. So the sin is not even around the man. The sin is in the man. So the man actually is darkness. Alright. Follow me. If the man is darkness, we are told that God is what? Good. And you're telling me that God will come to that man and the man will survive? Shire. Because put light and darkness together and see what happens to the darkness. Boom, destroyed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You go home tonight, the room is dark. Put the light off. Darkness cannot even negotiate. <laughs> he, has no, he has no opportunity to negotiate. The light will just destroy it immediately. So I think God is coming personally to men. Oh, the objective for coming to save them will be lost because they will all be <laughs> destroyed. So he has to send a man. <laughs> If he sends a man who can relate, but put the God factor in him, the Spirit, okay, that suppresses the flesh from doing evil, <laughs> then that man will be able to prove to him, "I am flesh, but I didn't sin." So it's possible for you too. Ah yeah 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 yeah. glory and we are told the same story about jesus he lived among men the bible says was tempted in every part every respect and every aspect of the human life yet without sin that's why he can become our mediator that's why he can stand between god and man if the judge said i'm going to sentence you say well i took that i took that But within him is the Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, the Holy One. Physically, he can relate to the man. The Bible says that he is not a person who was not taught by our feelings and infirmity. That is why he can make intercession on our behalf. Never think God doesn't feel the way you feel. He feels it. But God needed a human conduit to reach the world. You and I should become the human conduit that God will reach the world through us. If his glory is going to manifest, we are responsible. We are responsible. You know that we are responsible? We are responsible. Because he's depending on us. Hallelujah. You don't need to be a preacher to preach. You don't need to be a preacher, an evangelist. You don't need to be a prophet. You don't need to be any of those stuff to manifest this thing I'm talking about. Because you know you're a missionary in the hospital. You know why you're a medical doctor in the hospital? If you are born again, you know why you're there? Not to make money per se. God gave you that job in order to be comfortable somehow to leave. But your mission there is to throw the light of God in that place. So you can be a nurse and still be a preacher. Oh Lord, I miss it. You can be a taxi driver and still be a preacher. People are comfortable taxi drivers. They stop. They want to be pastors. How many people pass it through your hand every day? You can preach them. The glory of God will hit the taxi. As you preach it. Do you know, sir? I get very tired. A few days ago, somebody came up to me. I said a few days ago, man, yeah, close to a week. Came up to me and he said, Yeah, God has called me in ministry. I said, So what do you do? Which church do you go to? No, I sit in my home alone and I watch TV. I said, There's no online church. You better stop that nonsense. <laughs> he looked at me. He didn't expect a holy man like me to use the word nonsense. But I said, the word nonsense means there's no sense in what you're saying. That's all. <laughs> That's why it's nonsense. It means there's no sense. Well, you are telling me, have you finished the school? No. Why don't you want to do that? No, I don't want, I fail in this, I fail in that, I, I don't want to leave it. So I look at him, so you are telling me that God only uses failure. Failures are the only people he calls into ministry. Are you understand what I'm saying? So God, wait, ah, uh, when you fail from your exams, and you are dropped out in school, it's okay, then I'll call you. Is that the level you are putting God, that he only called dropped out? <laughs> that doesn't fit in my head. Doesn't fit in my head. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now that's just because we don't understand that we are just human conduits that God is using in various locations and structure of society. You can be a pilot and still be used by God. Hallelujah. So those of you young kids, when they ask you what do you want to study, religion, I want to study religion. Study something else. You already have religion. And even the religion you have has become inoculation against you. So your system is even immune to truth because religion is working against you. You know what inoculation is? When a child is born, they give them inoculation. What do you call it? Small pause, whatever. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's inoculation. You, you, you see the word vaccination. Vaccinate is they vaccinate you with a vaccine. But the thing is, inoculation because that system is supposed to what? Cause your immune system to be familiar with the disease so that when the disease comes, attack you, it doesn't survive. Yeah. This head is small, but a lot of things inside there. <laughs> no, I understand that. So it's an inoculation process how they they put the vaccine. So you call it vaccination. Why? Because they are putting the vaccine. And in that vaccine, there is a bit of that disease in it. (laughs) So that your immune system will get used to it. So you become immune to the disease when it attacks you. Religion is that inoculation process. It makes you become immune to truth. So, no matter how much you sit under revelations and truth that is being preached, nothing is changing in your life. Your life is still the same. You have heard truth preached, messages preached, advices given to you, I don't know how many times, but nothing is changing because now religion has immune you. You have become immune to truth. That explains why a lot of Christians are Christians for years and none of the truth in the scripture is seen in their life the way the glory of the lord will cover this head is when the scriptures are seen in our life we can say we are the head and not the tail and yet we are even worse than tail in the places we are working when god gives you a witty idea even as i'm talking right now by the time you go home yeah but i don't have capital didn't he know you don't have capital before he gave you the idea you think god is foolish no no god is not a fool He doesn't come to you and say, sir, go and start a transport company. When you know you cannot. God is not like that. Whenever you quote that scripture, God is not a man, that is your lie. Don't use it for other things alone. Use it for these (laughs) two. When you quote it as a God is not a lie, he cannot lie, he's not this. Yes, I know that. Therefore, if he tells you right now as you are sitting here, if you put in your heart, you go and become a transport owner. Then you are telling him, oh God, I don't have the means. That means he's a liar. I hope I am helping somebody to transform your thinking. Your spirit man can absorb things. But if your mind doesn't give way, it will remain there. So we are told to do what? Renew our mind. By the time all these things are manifesting in your life, the glory of God hits belief People begin to say, what is happening? Because these guys, they are doing things that is not common. They are doing things that is not very familiar with them. They are doing things that resonate. They are doing things that is amazing. They are doing things that is worth noting. Let's find out what is going. They come and find out and they realize that each and every one of them, at least Sunday they sit in the church and hear the word and they imbibe into the spirit. So that explains why they are doing what they are doing. Don't you think they will run to church? Don't you think so? You know why one million, almost one million Arabs came into this place? Because they know when they come they will be accepted. Do you think if they know when they come they will be burning fire they will come here? no do do you think so why is that in those days when they ask them why are you going they all say they are going where why not Spain why not other places why not think about that because they know something good is happening there I said something good is happening there people are generous there it's just free there so we are going there I'm telling you you know what is happening before you go so people will come because they know that if good things are happening here, let's go find out. Am I teaching you? Yes. When you go to university after three years, okay, sitting in the lecture hall for liaison, nah, like dry iron, like dry iron, the comfortable will hand over to you when you finished and pass the exams a degree. wahr? After three years, what did they do to you? Did they whip you at the back? Did they hit your head with books? You just sit there and what? Listen to lectures. Is that not all? And after three years, you pass the exam, they give you a degree. So you are qualified based on the information you have. They have a quantified information you should have. So they are measuring you as a degree holder, not by the number of years per se that you are sitting in the university, but by the what? Amount of information you have received. Watch this if that qualifies you to be called an engineer, then I must tell you, after sitting in church for three years, <laughs> <laughs> information, 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 knowledge, information, information, because knowledge informa- is information. Understanding is comprehension. Wisdom is application. Now, if you are not applying, you are not wise. And you are not wise because you don't have comprehension. And you don't have comprehension because you don't have what? What? information, so you're always going to perish. My people perish because of lack of watch this. My people are not perishing because of lack of demons. Demons can never destroy you. (laughs) Demons cannot what? The scripture didn't say my people are destroyed because of demons. Look at all of us here. If not all of us, most of us, when they say there's a witch in your backyard, that day you will vamoose from your house. In fact, tonight if I say I saw a witch in your house, many of you won't go and stay in your house. You say, "Oh, man of God, let's go home and pray over, pour oil over there before I go and sleep." Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're afraid of witches and demons and stuff. But let me tell you, the thing that destroys you is not witches and demons. And I can prove my case. When God said in the book of Colossians, He has dismantled principalities and powers on the cross, rendered them powerless. Now, if somebody has been rendered powerless, how come he can have power to crush you? In Romans chapter 16, we are told that the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. All right? If Jesus says in Luke chapter 10, 19, Behold, I give you what? Authority over powers of darkness, all the works of the devil, and none shall by enemies hand you. Why are we so constantly afraid of the devil? Because we think he's destroying us. I came to announce to us, our, 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 our worst destroyer is ignorant. Lack of knowledge. So if you're afraid of witches, I bet you should be more afraid of ignorance. So if you are going to purchase knowledge, purchase it well. If I look at some of us in here, in this country, it's easy for us to purchase hairpiece than knowledge. Hairpiece. Hairpieces. And lipsticks. And we wear dresses. Somebody is having a party. Everybody will cut the same cloth. I said, what is this for? Everybody must cut it. They have money to pay 60 euro to cut the game cloth. But cannot buy 5 euro book to get knowledge. And they don't know why they are perishing. <laughs> you can spend hundreds and hundreds and euro on, on party and chicken and superhum All that. Watch this. Go and pay a lawyer for an hour. Maybe he will charge you 60 euro and asking more questions about legal issues in this country. And be more familiar with how to do things in this country. That will help you better than this hundred euro you spend on that cloth. <laughs> the next time pastor says I'm coming here. I know you will not be sitting here. I know it. <laughs> he said the man has come again. <laughs> the man has come again. But if you don't come here, I'll come to your house. Or we let you listen to it on the YouTube. We'll chase you with it. Something must change. Something must change. The glory must explode in our lives. I'm sure my time is out. So I don't know what to do again. My time is out. Okay. The great things must happen. And the great things that must happen should not be things that are just happening because we perceive wrongly. We have to have the positive perception for those great things to world to happen are we good i think i have to close the time is already spent it's four o'clock let's be on our feet There's so much to say but let's close thank you for taking our time to tune in for more information on our services visit our website www.wemachapu.org you can also join us for a weekly conference course on thursdays more details on our website Also, make sure to check our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube platforms.